Welcome into the latest episode of Think Fast. This week we are coming together to talk about Sunday night, Sunday night worship, Sunday night assembly. Um, the question of, is it necessary? Do we need it? Uh, do Christians need to attend it? We're going to get a little bit to what churches should do with that time or, or maybe some ideas for it. But uh, that question, especially over COVID, you know, a lot of worship schedules changed. Um, some churches, you know, most probably dropped it for a while and then brought it back. And there was that thought of, do we really need this? And really, for as long as anybody can remember, there have been Christians going, you know, I came on Sunday morning, that's probably good enough. Or I come Sunday and Wednesday, I don't I don't need to come back Wednesday or Sunday night. And so what's, is it really necessary? Do I really need to do this? And so um, I, some will even ask, is it a sin? And if it's not a sin, okay, well, why do I need to be there? And and so those kind of questions come up, and we wanted to address that this week. Of course, there's there's going to be some caveats. I'll, I'll just let Joe uh, explain what we don't mean before we get into it. Right. You have your shut-ins. You have those who are sick. You have those who just cannot physically make it there. We're not speaking to those people. We're not saying, well, you're wrong to be there. And, and whether we come down, we'll, we'll show you uh, kind of where we stand on this. But that is just to clarify the difference between those who physically cannot be there and for those who they're sitting around on Sunday night, you know, maybe watching something on TV. They could be there, but choose not to be there. Maybe their church is, is saying, well, we don't really see the point to it. Um, those are the things that we're looking to do, not as much of the, the shut-ins, the sick, um, the ailing, the, the traveling, things like that. And all three of us grew up, um, if the doors were open, we were there, you know, Sunday night, Wednesday night, didn't matter. We were going to be there. And, you know, once you grow up, grow up out of your young teenage years and you start to observe other people, you do see, as Jack pointed out. This is something that a lot of people don't view as necessary. They see, why would I come back for the exact same thing on Sunday night that I did on Sunday morning? What's the point? And so want to address again, is it, is it truly necessary? And, you know, is it a sin? What are, you know, we want to answer these questions. And so all, a lot of this, obviously, people are going to know. We go to Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. I believe Jack brought this up in a previous episode. I, I want to say it was the one about COVID affecting the church. So that's been months ago now, but we always jump to Hebrews 10, 25, right? The verse that says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. It's, it's so important to remember two things. Number one, we got to keep it in context. We got to go back to verse 24, first of all, because that's the start of the sentence. Verse 24 of Hebrews 10, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Then you get to verse 25, which says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Again, it was Jack that brought this up. It doesn't say forsaking the assembly with an L-Y at the end. That's typically the way that, you know, we, when we talk about it, that's the wording that we use. It's not what it says. And, and some people might go, well, aren't you just kind of splitting hairs there? No, it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And the issue with that is, or the, the, the reason why that's an important distinction to make is because when we think assembly, what are we thinking? The nine to 10 worship hour, right? The five to six worship hour. That's the assembly. Well, the difference when, when it's talking about the assembling of ourselves together, look at the first century church. Were they just assembling together from nine to 10 on Sunday morning and you know seven to eight on Wednesday nights? No. You look at Acts 2, you look at Acts 4, they were assembling together every day. You know, this was a lifestyle. This was something that, you know, they were getting together. They were in each other's homes, praying in the apostles doctrine. 
they didn't view it as, well, I got to be there for the nine to 10 worship hour because that's the assembly. No, they were just together all the time. And Jack, you wrote a little bit about this in your church reset book. And, and as far as the distinction between that, so why don't, I'll let you take over here and, and kind of elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. The other thing about the Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 section is the purpose. Uh, it, the not forsaking the assembling of yourselves is kind of the, the negative side the positive side is considering one another to stimulate one another to love and good deeds of thinking about your church family and thinking, how can I strengthen their walk? How can I bring them closer to God? How can I uh, encourage them to, to do good works and, and build them up to, to help be a part of the work of the church? And so it's not just being there. We, we talk a lot about the check the box mentality, and that's not the point to say, all right, I was there. I, I hit my quota of, you know, I've got my church membership punch card. I was there. You know, uh, in uh, Sunday school classes, sometimes we had like the the star, your attendance star, your memory verse star, whatever else. And I get what we're trying to do with encouraging kids, but then some adults keep that mindset, you know, of I I put my star on my chart. Um, Okay, but did you get the purpose of it? Did you go in mind to encourage other people, to love them, to make them feel stronger in their walk with God? To stir up love and good work. Yeah, to stir them up, to let them know you're praying for them, let them know you care about them. Um... And, and so you take that question and then bring it back to, do I need to go on Sunday night? Do I need to go on Wednesday night? Do I need to be there on these extra times? You know, we have the, the Sunday morning worship only people. And I mean, we've all seen people who come in, take the Lord's Supper and dip out because they got their, their sacrament box checked, you know, so to speak. Um, and, and so you just kind of miss the point of why do we do all these things? He didn't just say be in a building once a week. He said, consider these one another's, love one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens, all these things that the less time we spend together, the less opportunity we have to do. You see throughout the book of Hebrews, this idea of holding fast, right? Make sure we hold fast to the confession. That's verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. How do we hold that fast? A big part of that is not forsaking the assembling together by encouraging one another, by stirring one another up to love and good deeds that's how we do this in keeping one another faithful and keeping ourselves faithful. Am I saying you're going to fall away if you don't go to, to Sunday night? Not necessarily, but it, Jack, you asked the question, you know, do I have to? And I, I really think that's the wrong question to ask. Well, do, it, I, do I have to? It, it's a heart issue. And again, right. I want to clarify here. We are not speaking to those who, you know, maybe they have a job that they absolutely have to, to be you know, at work during Sunday night assembly or Wednesday night assembly, you know, we're, again, we're not talking about shut-ins. We're not talking about any of those other reasons. We're talking about those who they could be there and they're not football's on. They're going to be watching that. They're not going to be there. Kids games, whatever. It's a heart issue. And, And it's a question that we have to ask, why are we always looking for an excuse? Why are we always looking for the bare minimum, you know, what's the bare minimum that I can do is, is, is the 10 to 11 worship hour. Don't show up for Bible class. Is that the only thing that I have to do? All right, cool. That's what I'm going to do. We, as Christians, again, you read the new Testament, we should be yearning to assemble together. We should be yearning to get together, to stir up loving good works, to encourage each other, to bear each other's burdens. Jack's talked about before the, the one and other commandments that are all throughout the new Testament. We should be desiring to get together to do that. And if we're not, it could be, it very well could be a heart issue. It could very well be an us issue or not to throw shade on congregations. It could be an issue of 
you know, we're not exactly setting a good precedent with our congregations. We, we are treating it, you know, we got, you know, ministers, maybe elders, maybe across the nation that are treating it as, hey, you punch the clock, you're good to go. You know, that's that's all that we're expecting of you. We need to foster this atmosphere where people truly want to be here. Because again, that that's the main issue here is that we should want to, and a lot of people don't. So I want to make the the point that would be made in in contrast to what we're saying, and they would say, well, that word forsaking, forsaking means turning your back on, forsaking means leaving and, and not coming back, you know, just giving up on it. And and that's true, but usually when, when somebody really drives that point, they're getting at the minimalism thing, the, the, minimal, the, the lowest common denominator, lowering the bar as far as we can of... I, yeah, I don't show up but once a week. You know, I give God four hours a month uh, with my church family. But you can't say I forsook the assembly. I didn't turn my back on it. We've got to go not, not just not the minimal thing like you're talking about, but a maximal thing. What is the mm. best way I can carry out these one another commands? What is the or best what's the way best I can offer God? Yeah, what's the best thing right. I can offer God? Not being able, not or, I mean Cain, and not not being you know uh, just giving him the leftovers, not giving him when we don't have something better to do. And you think about you you break down how many hours are in a week, and I mean if you're Sunday morning only, especially Sunday morning worship only, that's one hour. Okay, maybe you show up for class. That's two hours out of your week. All right, Wednesday night, Sunday night, maximum, that's four hours out of an entire week. And and the idea that we would look at that and say, I don't have to give all that to God. I don't even, I, I don't even have to give him four hours of, of time around my church family. Um, that That's a problem. Tell God that. Tell him, I don't really think I need to give you more than two or three hours a week as far as church involvement and, and carrying out my commands to my brethren. I don't think that's the right attitude that we would want to stand before him with. So when we deal with this, you know, we're talking about the holiness. Can we bind it? We've we've often asked that. Can we? Are we going to disfellowship somebody for not for not doing this? Uh, for not going to Sunday night? I'll open it up to you, fellas. I'll, I'll give my um, my explanation, which is: Do I think you're sinning? No, but I think James four seventeen comes into this, which is for him to him who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin. So am I willing to to disfellowship those who don't show up on a Sunday night? No, uh, I don't go that far, but I don't know your internal beliefs and what you're doing may very well be sin. Um, on an internal, personal, individual perspective that I don't know your heart, I don't know your situation, but if you do and you're choosing to go against holiness, you're choosing to, you know, to, the, again, that lowest common denominator of I don't have to, Where's your heart in that? That very well may be sin. What are your guys' thoughts? I don't have a lot to add to that point, Joe. I think it's very well said. The one thing I would say is to encourage somebody who maybe, you know, you're listening to this and you are one of those people that chooses not to go back on Sunday night or Wednesday night. I want to encourage you two things. Number one, I would encourage you to stop viewing church as what can I get out of it? You know, well, what do I get out of going back to Sunday night? And, you know, obviously, that is a part of it. If you're going to, to somewhere and you're not learning, you're not being encouraged, you're not being built up. Yes, that's a problem. But we have far too many people who go to worship service, go to a church building looking to be a, again, Jack, this is your thing, being a consumer. What, what do I get out of it? Rather than how can you contribute? How can you encourage somebody? You know, maybe somebody who comes back on Sunday night could really use your smile and face, could really use uh, some encouragement, a nice talk afterwards, and you're not going to be there. And so that, that would be the first thing that I would encourage. And the other thing, again, if you're somebody who this is kind of your stance is, hey, Sunday morning's good to go, ask yourself, 
what are the reasons you know, you really boil it down you deep down what are the reasons you're choosing not to go back on a sunday night or wednesday night is it because you don't view it as necessary is it because you really just have other stuff that you'd rather be doing what are the reasons and that's as joe said that's an answer that really only you can answer. Nobody can look at you and say, well, I can tell you why you're skipping. Sunday night. That's got to be a question for you and your family, especially if you're listening to this as a dad with kids, with a spouse. That's a question that you need to answer. So, Jack, before I turn it over to you. With this holiness framework, with this with this, you know, idea of wanting to be better, not the lowest common denominator, but really pushing ourselves to be better, to stay encouraged, um, you know, to, to be faithful. That's really our goal here. With that in mind, and and not so much just the the system of well we have to do it, as much as we get to do it. Let's think outside the box a little bit. What are your guys' thoughts on alternative ideas surrounding Sunday nights, which might be Bible class, small groups, um, things like that? So just a brief discussion on your thoughts for alternative ideas to Sunday night. Well, we started off talking about COVID, right, and and how that was kind of a great shakeup in a lot of ways for a lot of bad reasons, but it, it gives us opportunity, right, to rethink. And I think for my congregation, but also talking with people all over the country, one of the first things we realized is, man, we didn't fellowship enough. We did not appreciate what we had. And as churches, you know, we might have our, our monthly potluck. You might have fellowship meals here and there. Um, but on the other hand, I, I, as a preacher, I was never a big fan of coming back and preaching another sermon on Sunday night because you have a Bible class on one topic, you have a sermon on one topic, you have a sermon on another topic. People have had three lessons. They have a hard enough time remembering that first one. And so at a previous congregation, what we would do is I'd preach on Sunday morning and Sunday night we'd have a Bible class discussion of that text. We'd go in deep, you know, go deeper and all that. that. And so I, I like that idea, but I also more than anything like the fellowship idea. We haven't restored our Sunday night uh worship as we had it but what we did do was fellowship groups you know of, of just meals and homes things like that because we realized that's an essential part of what we do that's one of the best ways to get the one another's because everyone coming and sitting and listening to me and going home again doesn't really build toward the one another's and so i think there are a lot of ideas out there of things that ways that we can use right. the time that we have to accomplish it because that's really what needs to be asked is what are we trying to accomplish here um right and i think just to briefly sum it up, I think a lot of times it's what we're doing is to accomplish having an extra Lord's Supper for people to take on Sunday nights, which is a whole other discussion. But is, is that the best use of the time that we have? Well, and as I've said before, I am always in favor of kind of questioning what are our standard practices, the, the again, not doctrinal things, but the, the traditions that we've held you know, for decades, Sunday night being one of them, hey, come back, hear another sermon. It's basically another worship hour. I'm in favor of looking at that and going, could we do something better? Is there something we could do to, because you think about what makes something, for instance, like a Bible class, different than a worship, a worship hour, worship hour, you're coming in, you're sitting down, obviously they're singing, but you're a little bit more unplugged from your fellow brothers and sisters because you're all just sitting there and you're listening to one guy. You get some kind of discussion group going, you get some kind of Bible class going. I don't know. It just feels to me as though there's a lot more interconnectedness you might say there's a lot more discussion there's a lot more getting to know your your brothers and sisters in christ and, and that speaks to jack's fellowship point so i'm in favor of it I, i'll speak from experience here at decatur down in here in decatur we're looking at doing something like that we currently just have another worship hour and nothing's been decided by any means but we are currently looking at hey what can we do to change things up what can we do to to truly make it something where you know people are looking at it going 
this is awesome. This is something that I want to be a part of. Again, maybe it's the more interconnected uh, aspect of it that comes from a Bible class. We also, full disclosure, don't have Sunday nights where we are at Jackson Temple. That's something we're looking at. And we're also thinking outside the box. Luckily, we are small enough and, and big churches don't have the luxury of this, but um, we are looking to meet in each other's homes, share a meal, very much like Jack's talking about, do a Devo there, and we're going to bounce from home to home is, is kind of the plan as, as we're looking at now and trying to figure out the logistics and such. Um, so yeah, I think all of us are okay with, it doesn't have to be the traditional because really it goes back to what are we here for? But I would say the same thing for Sunday morning. I'd say there's a lot of churches that worship on Sunday morning that also don't know what they're there for. Are we spurring one another on to love and to good deeds and encouraging one another? Are we glorifying God to the best of our ability? Are we trying to become more like Christ? Are we giving him our very best? And if we did, would that change anything of how we do it? Would we, would we change, I mean, this is not the podcast time for this, but would we change up our order of worship just to make sure we're not stagnant in our approach? Are there things that we would approach differently if we had that mindset of what are we going to do for God to the, to the best of our ability? How are we going to glorify him with, his, with everything we have? And if we did, I think that might change how we do it. But as far as it goes with Sunday nights, um, no, I don't think we can bind it. But again, each person I think should be asking themselves, how important is this to me? Is this something that I want to help my family? And check your priorities. You know, correct. What, what are the things you're prioritizing over being with your brother and sister in Christ and studying from God's word? Absolutely. So that, fellas, any other things that you want to share before we wrap up? All right, that wraps up our latest episode of Think Fast.